You're listening to Well, I Laughed, part three of Law and Disorder, Am I the Asshole? <laughs> okay, that's great, actually. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Casey, you're here. You left a LaCroix on the stairs. What are you doing drinking it halfway up the stairs and then putting it down? That's that is that better or worse? Me. Is that I don't better know. or worse? I want this pile to start growing over the next couple months. Like it starts off with a can of LaCroix and then soon it's also like a sandwich and a bowl of cheeses. <laughs> it's actually just, just all stuff he was going to exactly. take upstairs. Yeah. It's just the little slutty baby bell bag. The little, <laughs> but it's full of like, I don't know, creatine powder and bananas. I don't know what Casey eats. Yes. Mahi Mahi and salmon actually, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, same thing. Oh, good. That makes it much better. Yeah. I, I've, it's now changed completely the context. Also, I saw what you got in the mail. Yeah. She, she's trying to win over people. Wins me over. I don't know. I'm not, I don't have to win over anybody but you. If we let you keep your shirt on, would that change it for you? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. So shirt comes shirt, off. Shirt comes off. At least then. for the Pride episode. Yeah. Oh my god, the Pride episode. That's my next thing. I need six months. That was your leg. I thought that was the chair. I need <laughs> six months to plan the Pride episode. So you needed to start now? Yes, that's how I plan <laughs> everything, Maya. That's how I plan everything. I'm a little late, but I have an idea. I don't have an idea. We know. Okay. Yeah. So We're anyways, Casey, uh, that that bar mat. Pretty yeah. pretty handy. Pretty cute. Super easy to keep things clean and, and and pretty big too. We could put all of the ingredients on it. <laughs> When's his birthday? May twenty fourth. Okay. The fuck? It's readily available knowledge. May twenty fourth. <laughs> May twenty fourth. Two thousand two. That was a joke, everybody. That was a joke. It, it, was it would make him 21. Appalling. Or did it make him 22? It would make him 22. Ooh, gross. I didn't like that. I hear that. Ooh. I hear that. Um, are we counting this as official or unofficial talk time yet? I don't know. You started talking, so I guess it's official. I'm just going to read whatever my finger lands on on Reddit. We have, um, I, I think I found I think I found a good one. Okay. Funny, harmless uh Maybe a little controversial. Um, and I read about a third of it. So, anyways, um, we have our friend who's on their vacation to the Caribbean. Remember oh. that? Yes. I have been starved for content from this mm-hmm. person. Yeah. He's there with uh, a special someone, which is exciting. And at yeah. one point, I messaged our friend and I was like, post more on Instagram. We are all dying to know how know. it's going. At least post it on close friends. At That's least. what it's for. Yeah. Close friends truly is as close as our generation gets to newsletters. Like that's, that's yeah. I, that's what I want to know. Yeah, I'm subscribed. It's our I'm lady in. whistle down. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna name a saint. It's no. Like our lady of the gossip. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that too. That's now the name of my close friends list. Good. Good. Our lady of the gossip. gossip yeah. <laughs> whistle down. Mm-hmm. Um, good coffees, and thank you for helping me make them. He couldn't figure out how to add water. It's uh, the thing where their stuff is so nice, I am actually petrified of touching anything and fear of breaking it, right? 
so the Nespresso machine was out of water, but you just removed half of it to fill it up with water, something I would have never done. That's, that's what you do. I was about 15 seconds away from finding a cup so I could just ferry water <laughs> over to it, back and forth. That's fair enough. That's... Seems least likely to break something. It's also a good solution. Oh good, Casey, you're close to the mics now. How have you been? Just fine. Yeah? He got quieter as he got closer to the mic. The way you are such a beverage goblin right now, Tobo Chico LaCroix, two different things to seltzer, that's fun. And then a glass of water. He always makes fun of me for being a beverage goblin. Is it a glass of water? No. Gin and tonic. Hell yeah, it is. I want one every evening Casey's about to have. (laughs) Just going to play games with all of his beverages. Have you thought about getting him a little wine fridge for his gaming area? I would never see him, I, I never see him again. <laughs> That's hilarious, Casey. That was my immediate response to. It's like if he he doesn't come down to get snacks every once in a while, that's it. That's it for us. I actually really do think I could get into gaming if I just found like six more hours every day. I think I would be that person. I could get into so many things. Yes. If I had six more hours. All of in us a are day. just like dying to have passive income, mainly from the lottery. That that's so real. Because it's also so hard. To to think of I refuse to become like a rise and grind girl boss and I, I don't have that kind of energy thank you what? and then most other wealth is gamed uh gamed most <laughs> other wealth is gained you know via nefarious kind of soul-crushing reasons right yeah not willing to be a war criminal I yeah. don't know how to code <laughs> <laughs> the market for coders is actually going down now mm. apparently too many of them or yeah, I think so. there's gonna let AI do it all I think it's just too many. Okay, that's fair. AI still really messes up a lot. Um, So it's been 72 hours since we have last seen each other. Yay. How have you been? I've been watching the Huskies for the last 72 hours. That's been fun. There are a lot sometimes, though. She does not mean the University of Washington sports teams. uh, She means the two Huskies. She is an aunt, too. I am an aunt. Maddie came over, and so... I was, like, telling her about the Huskies, and I realized I've been watching them since I think they were, like, two or three. Sure. And they're eight now. They're literally my children. (laughs) Well, they're kind of, like, mid-aged, yeah? Yeah. How long do... I don't need to ask that question. Don't ask that question. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I stopped. Yeah, I mean, But then I thought about it, and then I I thought it was a raccoon. It's (laughs) Mo. A raccoon? Just from the... Just a peripheral vision, just... When has there ever been a raccoon in here? I saw her little hands first. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. Um... So today, uh, it's a little cold. Not as cold as it has been, but it's still a little cold in Denver. Mm-hmm. And so I made, and I know how this sounds ridiculous, I made cabbage and pork. <laughs> like, my German-Irish ancestors just, like, I reach up yeah. sometimes. That's it good. was so good. good. Today's secret ingredient, ginger. Love. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it, as I was eating it, because, of course, there's, like, a little bit of better-than-beef bouillon, mm-hmm. and um, I have some, like, tomato paste in there, uh, some paprika, salt, pepper, garlic. It is not the end of January yet. I, I Yeah, the pork also isn't a part of vegan January. Yeah. What am I supposed to eat the cabbage with? Peppers? Not Tyler. Are you doing <laughs> vegan January or yeah, not? for the most part. As I explained <laughs> to you last week. Um, the rules are so flexible. <laughs> I like to say just like me, but I'm like maybe the stiffest person you yeah. have ever met. Uh, my whole body pops when, when I move. <laughs> um, 
So anyways, tomato paste, uh, onion, garlic powder. I sat down and I was like, why am I not eating this for every single meal? This is the perfect meal. Like it. Oh. Oh, Bowser. Bowser just gave me a little little nose boop. He's so cute. He doesn't ever do that. Hi. Aw. Hi. They have been. They have been. They've been craving attention today. I also like just got back from the Huskies, like at one, two, two-ish, okay. uh, and Mo was like, I was still, I'm writing the speech, right? And I was, I'd been writing it all morning, and I walked the Huskies, came here, and then just sat down and immediately like got back into it. And Mo was like, "Hello, <laughs> excuse me." Look at her. Yeah. A world is her Monet moment. I don't know if she's in the... Uh, oh, no, there she she is. Oh, yeah, there yep. she goes. Oh. Yep. Um, I also have an important update, one oh, that I think you're going to really like. They've checked the security cameras. Yes! <laughs> Tell me everything! They checked the security cameras at the high school. Uh, for those of you who did not listen last week, totally fine. It is the silliest little true crime moment happening so in my very insular world. It's like, there's a whole TikTok, which is uh, tea from niche communities that you're not a part mm. of. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my version of that. Yeah. But I am a part of this community. Yeah. <laughs> no one else is. Uh, we hosted a, t- not we, one of my friends hosted a tournament. And at the end, all of the candy and cards they had put on the teacher's desk yeah. is like, hey, we were in your space Thank this you. weekend. Thanks for being chill. Uh, disappeared before the tournament was even done. And they didn't know who or how they did it. So they checked the security cameras. It was inconclusive. It was such the fuck a. What does that mean? Right. It was such a busy week at this high school, and this is public school teachers especially, so relatable. It was such a busy week that I think the admin basically found the like two hour window of time it could be, and just like super fast forwarded through it oh, all. Oh, so they didn't see anything. No, they didn't really see anything. They're like, we saw two girls check a couple of the rooms, but it was like the two girls that reported back, and you can yeah. like see them going back to report. So that's not actually all that good of an update, no. right? It's like, okay, so security cameras are inconclusive. I don't know who has or like Or someone three just hours. doesn't have the patience. Right, yeah. right. Or the time. Um, I do give but them But they, <laughs> they do think, uh, my friend who coaches at this school, thinks she's figured out how they got into the rooms. Secret tunnels. Yes. Secret tunnel! <laughs> something, something, something. Two lovers. <laughs> yes, yes. And die. <laughs> You. Singing podcast. Yep. Um, okay, so my friend has a fear- theory as to how you, how they were getting into the rooms. So mm-hmm. this is true for, I mean, obviously the story happens in Denver. We're pretty open about being in Denver. Yeah. At multiple schools in Denver, you can, from the inside of the classroom, push the lock and twist it. Mm. And that kind of keeps it permanently locked. You can exit right. the room, like that door handle will work. But from the other side, you right, you it. have to have a key to physically open the door. Uh-huh. And then once you remove the key, the door is still locked. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. It's a setting we use a lot of times during lockdowns and mm. things because it means the only people who can get in have are keys. people who yeah. have a key in it. But you have to push it and then twist it. If you just push the lock, it locks the door. But as soon as someone exits the classroom, it's unlocked. It again. gets unlocked again. Oh! And when you put a key in from the hallway into the door, that's the setting it gets locked on. So Ew. the coach's theory is that her students dropped off the like candy and cards or whatever, mm-hmm. and then from the hallway locked the door. Like it's really the only way the children yeah. know how. And then when custodial staff went and later to take out the garbage and stuff, the door unlocked. 
without them thinking of, of like locking it again later Boom. which happens at my own yeah. school that'll happen all the time so none of it's malicious so far yeah. but that means all of those rooms are then left unlocked so that makes it way easier Correct. for someone to then it, go in it takes it from who could have possibly done this to yeah. anyone's Anyone. a suspect <laughs> so juicy. here's the thing i love being a speech and debate coach it's it's kind of my thing it's my career um also would not be shocked if one of my fellow coaches stole the camera <laughs> <laughs> fair enough like i'm a little confused but fair enough yes correct <laughs> correct it's a great community full of wonderful educators who have dedicated their careers to crafting critical empathetic thinkers mm-hmm. And other adults. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, it happens. It's a wide net. And I think that's true for everything. Yeah. Everyone has that weird person at the office, right? Yes. My office just gives you access to a high school late in the evening on a Saturday. Seems really, <laughs> seems dangerous. It does. So I don't actually know at this point ever going to get a mm. solid answer or not. Um, I certainly hope so. It would be just so funny to figure out who was doing it. Right. Specifically if it's a different school's kids that were going in to take yeah. candy. What was their motivation? The stakes What's their were so plot? low. Do you understand how important of an acting lesson this is? Let's understand a character's motivation. <laughs> Which one of your students is playing the robbers? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering they haven't been caught yet, not one of my students. We're not that good of actors yet. <laughs> we're growing. I've said with love, like a coach who knows exactly what his team is. Mm-hmm. There's where we're at right now. we got to love I young have, and wonderful children. I have a quick story before we get into today's stories. Um, this is, I think last week I mentioned I like went, I got dinner with one of my lawyer friends yes. and she had some of the crazy like cases. Mm. This is one that I, this is one that she told me that like, it's hilarious. Um, so there's a <laughs> pair of people that robbed a Kohl's. First okay. of all, let's unpack that. Of all the places to rob a Coles. I love that you are now interrupting yourself one, yeah. one sentence into your stories and it's no it's, longer just me yeah. who does it. Francisco, let's go ahead and pause that. It was like, I have a gun. Give me all the Coles cash you have in the register. What are you taking from Coles? What are you, what, like, I feel like you could, if you, if you need something, go to a Target. Quick, someone grab the last place that sells Champs fine dress clothes and then their vacuums. Yeah. And like, Get <laughs> like out of here. A decorative pillow <laughs> exactly. and some towels. I don't know. Anyway, um, they were dubbed the KitchenAid Mixer Crew because they Boo. took, there was a, they stole a KitchenAid Mixer <laughs> and they stole, I think it was like, just over a thousand dollars worth okay. of items, which then means that it becomes a felony right. and not a misdemeanor. Right. And that value is always based off of market value price, not okay. like what Kohl's is actually selling it for or whatever. Um, so prosecutor, oh, it was way more than, way more than two thousand. They stole like more than two KitchenAid mixers. They were already. Oh yeah, over they stole. 1, okay, prosecutor said the item stolen totaled two thousand ninety-four dollars because the cutoff line between. Oh sorry, the cutoff line between a misdemeanor and a felony theft is two thousand okay. dollars. So they stole ninety-four dollars too much. Now is that adjusted for inflation or is that just kind of like a hard set number? <laughs> Are you asking for a friend? Listen, I just like two thousand dollars ten years ago was like, yeah, you stole a house. Two thousand dollars now is like, yeah, groceries. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Okay, so they stole just over enough for it to be a felony. Yes, this is the quote from the attorney's office. The legal argument by the defense was that these two individuals basically stole merchandise that was on sale, and if you took the sale price, it would fall below the two thousand dollars 
threshold required for a Class C felony conviction. They literally argue that they <laughs> had coal cash. That's such a good point. <laughs> Listen, if I'm on the jury, that's what I'm voting for. Uh, the jury agreed with... <laughs> With the prosecutor? Or yeah, the, the okay. prosecutor. That it was like, you can't take into account the sales price of you it? You can't take into account what you would have paid if you had bought the items. I increasingly, and I've worked so hard in my late 20s to like sand down the hills I am willing to die on. Mm-hmm. If I was on that jury, you'd have a hung jury in a mistrial. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, yeah. Listen, it's not even worth its sales price. Everyone knows they're still making a profit off of it. And it's a large international corporation who's committed theft loads of times in loads of places. Did you know the number Number one theft in America is actually wage Capitalism? theft. Capitalism? Well, yes, <laughs> which is wage theft. That's right. They're not paying us enough, and they're not paying us overtime. So, of course, you got to take the sales prize. In fact, we should throw them a parade. Juror number seven, you're dismissed. <laughs> we hadn't even paneled you yet. You gave away your cards too soon. It's fine. We go get lunch. I had the day off. <laughs> Jury duty. <laughs> I got really Honestly, deep in on that. I'm sorry. Did. I didn't give. I was, was. I was about it. Listen, I'm so tired. It was I was tight too. Yeah, it was Thank good. You. It was good. Um, I recently rewatched the movie Theater Camp, starring Ben Makes Platt. Sense. Have you ever seen it? I want to say I have. It might be a no, though. I almost want to force you to watch it. Yep. It is on Hulu now, and I saw it this summer, mm-hmm. and nearly fell into the aisle at the movie theater. <laughs> laughing so hard one of the first characters you meet one of the main characters her name is rebecca diane and as soon as i heard her name that's her that's not her full name that's her first name rebecca diane i love it and as soon as i heard that i like almost walked out i was like they have done their research (laughs) (laughs) they know exactly what is going on what kind of thing happens at a theater they know what this experience is like (laughs) and the way all the instructors talk to each other lydia likes it because she feels like the way the theater instructors talk to each other and the campers mm-hmm. is a lot like how I talk to my speech and debate students, uh, yeah. especially the acting ones, where yeah. it's like, well, no, 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 no. If you don't pause for a second, we don't believe it when you throw the cat, right? Like things, <laughs> just insane things. You never know what happens in a script. It's insane things <laughs> like that, right? Um, here's, how in, here's how intense I am about theater camp right now. It's like a fever that hasn't broken. Yeah. I told the kids in my advanced class, who all have like A's. I want to make sure this isn't like unethical. Yeah. I was like, if you can successfully quote a scene from Theater Camp camp. to me, I'll give you a couple extra points on something that you're missing. (laughs) If you can go watch Theater Camp, kind of become part of that culture for a second, and then memorize a monologue to deliver it to me, Mm. one, hilarious. Also, you're speaking Grant's love language. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) and and two, also, I can definitely tie that to some of the uh, like (gasps) curriculum in advanced speech and debate. Win, 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 and at the end of the day, student scene and when you're win win winning you're win win winning winning. but when you're just win winning that's just winning winning, winning, winning. but when you're win win winning that's win win winning that's win 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 (laughs) almost a perfect word for word thank you again if you have not seen out on a limb sorry about it Uh, yeah (laughs) i don't know how to help you so anyways i've instructed all the students to watch theater camp now it'll be good for you thank you it'll be even better for them because i'm changing lives yeah fair enough (laughs) Maddie came over last night, and I don't know how we've never talked about our mutual love of musicals, but it really came out last night. We took the the Huskies on a walk and talked. We had a lot of fun conversations, but then when we got back, we started talking about musical theater and, like, singing performances and just, like, sharing our favorite moments from some, like, musicals that are, like, either on Broadway now or were on Broadway. Apparently, she's a big Les Mis fan, but the 10th anniversary. Only the 10th anniversary. Like... So not the movie with Russell Crowe. She she thinks it's okay. Sure. 
but the 10th anniversary performance beats it all and they took it off of YouTube and she's really sad about it. <laughs> Maddie's so gorgeous. So for her to also be so cultured is oh, like so such good. a win-win. Was, I'm happy for her. Win-win-win. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I do believe that about Maddie yeah. and also it was fun just to watch it you laugh good. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it's funny. There's, they reference Les Mis in theater camp, and this girl's gonna do like an audition. Yeah. And <laughs> they're like, Up next is, let's call her Claire. Up next is Claire singing I Dreamed a Dream oh, from no. Les Miserables. And then one of the instructors leans over to Rebecca Diane and goes, This is really good. I can actually like really envision her as like a French prostitute. And it's like a 10 year old girl walks on stage. Because <laughs> it's a theater yeah. camp for middle school <laughs> yeah. kids, you know? That's the kind of humor of theater camp, the movie. You again, you have to watch it. I'm not paid in any way. I do love that. You need to watch it. It's really good. How is Maddie? Is Maddie doing good? I think so. She's she's been going through it a little bit good. for sure. But the she met a boy at a uh wedding this past summer mm. and there was like a lot of talk they I guess were talking. He lives in the LA area, I think. Okay. And there was a lot of talk about them visiting each other or something, and then it kind of fizzled and I think they kept talking, but now he actually is coming to Denver to oh. visit some other friends. And now they might be seeing each other. I love a slow burn. Oh, yeah. A slow roast, not just for a crock pot, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let this simmer. Overcook, undercook. Overcook, <laughs> <undercook>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everything we've said to each other without any context yeah, to anyone it's else. Just all inside jokes. Um, Maddie. Oh, that's it. And we have one more friend update, and then we can mm. we can actually share the stories. People who keep like hitting the plus fifteen are like, yeah. "What are they going to share? The am the asshole happening? stuff." Uh, our friend Lydia got a job. So funny. It is. Here's before I, I want to. I want to because I'm sure she's probably already texting me right now as she listens to yeah. this. She had been working. Yeah. And has had traditional clock in clock out yeah. jobs. And then she's been. She has a bunch of different stuff going she's, on. She's a girl boss. She is. She's actually. She's the girliest girl boss boss in our entire friend mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And we all love a hobby. Yeah. Now she has like a kind of a traditional boss that yeah. she has to report yeah. to. And without saying too much, Lydia's first day on her own went exactly like I could have told you Lydia's first day on her own was going to go. Um, but she's such a people person. She's having a great job. I don't know if she's going to have this job come the summertime, that's but I don't okay. think that's on her. So It's a good experience. Buy coffee from your local coffee shops in Denver the next couple months, especially if they just opened. Um, <laughs> you might help Lydia keep her job. <laughs> I'm not trying to give away like the name so of the company funny, or anything. Yeah. Privacy Honestly, purposes. I don't but. even know what it's called, mm. so... I know it was mentioned, but... It's okay. Do you want to go first for your story? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I just picked a random one. I've been... I think I mentioned this on last week's episode. I've been writing this speech, and I just have been so brain dead. So I just scrolled and found one, and now we're reading it. It's a shorter one. Okay. We're just going to agree on this one. I don't even know if there's going to be a conversation on it. (laughs) Am I the asshole for shrugging, quote, I don't know, when cops came to my dorm room door? (laughs) 
So my story takes us in pretty. Perfect. <laughs> my job okay, is done. Okay, so it's law and disorder. Law and disorder. And this is a cop's interaction. Yes. So I, male 22, attend a university in D.C. with a roommate on campus. You can also, just say Georgetown. Okay. <laughs> also male 22. Last night, there were three of us in the room. A girl I'm talking to that spends the night sometimes. Let's call her Evie. My roommate. Let's call him Mason. Okay, I'm sorry. So you have a girlfriend there? Just Your a, girlfriend's a girl. there. Who spends the night. Yeah. A girl I'm talking to that spends the night. So it sounds like it's a casual thing. If I'm a girl and I'm 22 years old and I'm spending the night in a dorm room... <laughs> I better be more than just a girl to that guy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that much right and now. And that is why the straight girls need gay friends. <laughs> that, is, that is the self-respect of a 30-year-old man yeah. who looks around his life and goes, yeah, I guess things are pretty good. Well, you just said it. She's probably at Georgetown. <laughs> That's so true. Finance bros. You know, I had a friend go to Georgetown. God, that bar gets so low. Sorry. It gets really low. And one time, well, I don't really talk to her anymore, but one time when we were talking, she was talking about how she knows all of these, like, people who are heir to whatever fortune mm, yes yes and she was like yeah this guy just ordered like a helicopter uber for us one time and i was like the fuck <laughs> i didn't even know it was an option she like sent us a screenshot and i was like the fuck do you have to get a specialty phone is it like the uh one of the apple stores in manhattan sells yeah. you a phone where you can download helicopter uber i don't know, you know those who know know the, yeah i was like <laughs> There's this viral sure. TikTok video right now of this man filming on the street, which is always abrasive. Uh, this man filming on the street, and he looks at this couple holding hands and goes, oh, are you guys a couple? And the guy goes, uh, it's complicated. Sir, you are holding hands in public. Oh, I want to know the woman's reaction. Oh, I do too. Because <laughs> it always cuts off for this, uh, the, um, what's it called? Stitch. Thank you. Yep, and I was like, it it's is. not clip. And I'm like, well, I don't want to watch this. So. <laughs> Okay, so last night there were three of us in the room. Oh, a girl right. I'm talking to that spends the night sometimes, let's call her Evie, and my roommate, let's call him Mason, and myself. I'm woken up at 7.16 a.m. or so by Evie, or so. 7.16 or so. <laughs> it's like so specific and then broad But at also, the same like, times. even if it was 7.15, <laughs> that's still pretty specific. It's like, I have $127.35 or, or so. so. Like, yeah. it is very All specific. Right. 7.16 a.m. or so by Evie, and she's telling me someone is knocking at the door. I hear it, and it's loud and consistent. I'm thinking, who the hell it is at our door at this hour? I open the door. I see an RA with two cops standing Wait, there. at this hour? Sir, it's it's past 7 a.m. It's just the morning now. That's how college is. Okay, you're, yep. that's fair. You're clo- 8 a.m.s are hard You're in closer college. than I am yep. to that experience. Yeah, that's right. I'm young <laughs> she, she and healthy. She looks so angry. Hey, same. <laughs> Sure. Medical, they haven't told you that in like Medical a year, professor though. for 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> um, I open the door. So, uh, they ask me my name. I answer. And then they ask if Mason Richardson is my roommate, all in a hurried manner. I answer yes and tell them I'll get him. I tell him someone is at the door and he gets dressed to go open it. He asks who it is and I shrug in an I don't know way, mostly because I'm still shocked seeing cops at my door at this hour. He took his precious time to open the door, though, and they were aggressively knocking on the door. I'm thinking, dude, can you hurry up? And Mm. what the hell is about to happen? He opens the door. They exchange words, and I hear mom somewhere in there. He eventually comes back in and asks, why were you acting so scared when I asked you who it was? You never seen cops before? And I respond, dude, I don't know, because I'm still just trying to process all that just happened. Let me add that he also has two phones. So when I see cops, Mm. I'm wondering if the reason he has them is going to come to light. Later that day, me and Evie are theorizing what the hell all of that hoopla was about. <laughs> and we thought his mom hoopla, said... Hoopla, I believe, is the hoopla. regional for, uh, pronunciation of it. Hoopla. I heard hoopla. 
Hoopla. Um, I don't know what I said. Uh, and we thought his mom sent them because she was unable to contact him. Then Evie says mm. she saw him on the phone with him, his mom, just last night. She's somehow involved, though, because she came up, but was just so confused. So today he brings it up and he tells me he was upset about me saying I don't know as a response because it could have been something much more serious and that all the pe- that all the people he told agreed that it was fed behavior which basically means a snitch or someone unloyal. <laughs> I like that he had to, like, translate. Clarify yeah. that for all of us. Am I the asshole? Mm. That actually turned out to be better than I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought he was saying, I thought it was, like, I don't to the cops. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We were like, as is your right, yes. babes. As is your don't right. Don't say anything. Ask for your lawyer. <laughs> oh, you'd like to be in here? Show me the warrant, or I'm going to close the door. <laughs> to the dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> God, so many thoughts here. We're going to circle back to dorm rooms okay. in a second. Um, I mean, kind of a little bit the asshole. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're like, I don't know when you like very much do, do know, know yeah. who it is. The only way you would say, I don't know who's at the door and not be the asshole is if it was like Mason's ex, who you think Mason kind of treated poorly, but you don't want to get too <laughs> yeah, involved Yeah, you don't in, want him to but like. this feels like a yeah. conversation they should have, but yeah. it's like, I don't want to get too, I don't know, just go answer the door. I was yeah. like, I don't want to give you that information, but that's like for social settings. Yeah. No, I think you absolutely should be told if it's the cops it's, or not. Yes, yes. I would agree. I think in like, if it were me. Mm. And I had just been woken up at the ungodly hour of 7 a.m. <laughs> or so. <laughs> or so. 7.16. Or so. so. Um, and I answered the door, and it's, like, been really, like, abrasive and annoying, right. and I open the door, and it's cops. I don't know that, like, I'm totally in control of what I'm... You know when you, like, just wake up and, like, nothing is really real yet? Right. I think maybe, like, I would have... I could have said I don't know in that kind of situation of, like, who's at the door? And I could have taken that in my head to mean, like what do they want right. or something like that right, right, and then right, saying right. I don't know um, yeah you're the asshole for saying I don't know I don't know if it was intentional right I can see myself making that same mistake though <laughs> we had a conversation with one of my juniors uh, this last week about yeah. the difference between shame and guilt ah. right and how like guilt yeah. is attached to like accountability measures mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. just don't do that again that wasn't yeah. your intention but yeah. that was not cool yeah. and um, yeah that was a messed up thing that you yeah. did and you're kind of malicious for doing something yeah. like that Yeah, um, definitely the asshole maybe more guilty than shamed about it yeah also like very I'm making a lot of assumptions because it's DC mm. very like white boy attitude right. of like yeah, like, even if he recognizes that he, like, said the wrong thing, right. now he's like, not my fault. I'm not entirely sure if Washington, D.C. has, like, a traditional state school. I think yeah. it's mostly private colleges and universities in Washington, yeah, D.C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, also on that note, though, before we circle back to dorm mm-hmm. rooms, um, what would be your thoughts of having a roommate who has two phones while in the dorms? Suspicious. Okay. Would you hold it against them? No. But it would always be in the back of my mind. Really? It would just live back there? I think this is maybe a gendered experience, because as a dude, I'd be like, oh, okay, weird. Like, and then just, like, <laughs> uh, with, on with my life, you know? Like, No, just, it would be, like, it would be a question that I would ask. At some point? At some I would get a little toasty. I would be a few drinks in. I, yeah, then no. it would just be like, Why? See, I am so similar, but in a very key yeah. difference. Instead of, I'd definitely be a little toasty myself. Oh, yeah. But instead of being like, why? I'd be like, oh, is that why you have two phones? You can ignore her texts, <laughs> right? I'd absolutely be catty and gay about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I would hold it against them. I also wouldn't necessarily keep money out in the open around them. But yes. I, I, maybe that's actually not fair. 
you know, maybe that is making us something. I have about a lot them. of friends that have two phones now because they have like work phones. <laughs> right. For like companies that demand like privacy and secrecy. Uh, yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like not a, like I grew up, my dad, I think, had two phones for a while sure. for some reason. And then, yeah, it's like not a weird, it is weird at like a college Yeah. What does a 22 year old senior in college need two phones for? That's a question I mean, you could have like mark. an internship that requires him to have a What internship phone? is trusting you enough to give you a phone? Listen, and maybe own? I shouldn't say this. Um, <laughs> that means I, you should say I it. I had an internship. And it's not getting cut. Yeah. I had an internship at NREL. My oh, nice. Yeah. Junior year of college, senior year of college. And, um, they gave me like a government issued laptop, obviously, to like do sure. my research and stuff on. Uh, and then COVID hit, and so I was working from home, like whenever I was working, which wasn't super often. <laughs> and then when I like ended my internship, they were like, "Yeah, we'll send you the information for like how where to send your laptop back to. You're probably gonna have to ship it. Sure, um, whatever." I never got that information. <laughs> I was going through my storage unit like this past week looking for something and I opened up a bag and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so much government contraband in here. They've never asked for it. I still have it. Um, our school district, we, we used to all get uh, apples and MacBooks and mm -hmm. stuff like that as teachers. And now we get Dells. Mm. Things are tight right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew they were fate phasing them out. So I kept my work like little Apple laptop mm -hmm. as nice and I took as much care of it as I could for as long as possible. Yeah. But those things are designed to be Break, obsolete. Yeah. So eventually like I couldn't print anymore and the mm. mouse pad wasn't working. Like an old man I was plugging in a wired mouse no. to my laptop to try to do work and I was like so sad. It is time. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so I told them I needed a new laptop. You burned it on a pyre. Exactly, exactly. And so they gave me one like that day, being mm -hmm. like, here you go. And then they're like, cool and we'll come by later for tech pickup and it never happened mm -hmm. and now I'm like I can't sell it right <laughs> I can't I can't sell it <laughs> that's another thing my I can't sell, sell it, it. <laughs> my first job out of college they so the company that I originally worked for ended up getting bought by like a bigger company and they had a really cool like I don't know they had a lot of money a right. b they also like instead of just like requesting new tech from like IT, you could just order it on their like Im internal employee nice. system. And they you could- automated even the request to get more technology. And they would just ship it to you. It was like, <laughs> it was like online shopping, but all the price tags were like zero. Okay. <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway, I got a monitor and like a keyboard and some other stuff for like my work, my um, at home setup. Uh, and then they were like, yeah, we'll send you a box so that you can ship it back to us. Never got that box. It's. <laughs> It's that one. <laughs> it's a big boy. So you did get the box. No, I never got the box. Of course, you never got the box. I'm like dead fucking serious. Oh, you never, I never got, got the, box? the box? I thought you were pointing at the box. No, what no, are you no. pointing at? The, that monitor. Oh. The big monitor. <laughs> oh, the monitor that's so big, I thought the box you were talking about was no, no, hidden no. behind the no, monitor, yeah, which yeah. is all I could see. It's a nice monitor. You oh, it's a good setup. monitor. It's and like I, an antique desk with like modern 21st century yeah, technology brother. screwed into it. I even like contacted my boss and I was like, yeah, they'd said that they would like give me information about how to pick it up. Mm. Uh, or how to like drop it off, and he was like, "Oh, weird." Weird that never happened. Well, well, that's so low on my own to-do list. Yeah. I do not care. Anyways, the same thing happened with Enrel. <laughs> I ended up emailing my boss at Enrel and was like, "Hey, by the way, like 
I still had my laptop. It was like mm. a month after my internship ended. She was like, oh my gosh, really? I'll, I'll get someone on that. They'll contact you. Never heard. <laughs> Never heard again. Who are these people? Here's the thing. No, here's the honest to God. I think they always do mean to do yeah, it. Yeah, they do. But as a person who, new teachers, listen up. Other people too. I don't, but I've never worked in the private sector <laughs> in my entire life. Um, new teachers, listen up. Um, you never reach the bottom of the to-do list. There are mm-hmm. always, always things, things to onto do. it. The amount of times on June first, I just rip it off my sticky notepad. Well, you Gordon, <laughs> like into the trash can, grab my bag, and get on out of there. I don't know what was on those to-do lists, but I report back in August, somehow still employed. You just <laughs> never hit the bottom of it. So you have just been alley-ooped, sticky-note trash can into so many people's to-do lists. Well, so that's fine. I didn't have to buy a new monitor. you have some free technology. Yeah. And also, what are they going to do with it? Also, the NREL laptop is like so old. Mm. It weighed like, it was old when I had it. It was sure. like 20 pounds. It's like a behemoth. <laughs> like, I'm not using that. Do you think there's a chance they're not getting it because if they were to collect it, they're legally required to, like, Probably. recycle it appropriately? I had, to, I had to turn in my, like, lab notebooks. Like, my even my notes. Like, oh. it was a government... So, I don't... I couldn't log into that laptop. What are y'all doing Well, I was... Say, I, here, let's put this microphone a little bit closer I was researching <laughs> algae biotechnology. Oh, nice. For, like, biofuels? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Are we close to a breakthrough in it? Or? I wasn't. <laughs> Just today, I was getting coffee with a friend, and they said, um, we were talking, and they were like, oh, teaching, like, do you think teaching is like a calling? And I said, and I quote, I go, I don't like to call teaching a calling, because it feels like it implies that I have to be good at it. (laughs) Teaching's like a passion, right? I enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I was not close. <laughs> okay. So now that we've like baited it that long enough, I have one little note yeah. about dorm rooms. Dorm. They're too nice these days. They are a hundred percent too nice these days. I lived in a dorm room in a dorm building that the Soviets would have seen and thought, <laughs> nice. Nice job there. That's where I that's where I went to college in. I lived in Abel Hall mm-hmm. at the University of Nebraska, can fit a thousand people. Yeah. Which is more people than like the majority of towns in Nebraska. My parents come from a town of five hundred mm-hmm. people. You mm-hmm. could fill the entire dorm with those people. Yeah. Still not be full. Anyways, it was a cement block room on the 13th floor that they just labeled 13. Yeah, Didn't skip it. We were the top floor. So it did not go 1 through 12 and then 14. Yeah. It just went 1 through 13. Cut off. 13. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 13th floor, and it was just kind of like always cold, and you couldn't uh, put a nail through the wall because it was all like mm. steel and cement and things oh. like that. And so to hang anything at all on the walls was kind of a task. And then there was like one wall that was kind of drywall. You could like hang stuff yeah. there. But the majority of it, you were just living in the skeleton of mm. this like gigantic cement contraption. And it was designed, I feel like scientifically, to, to get force you out, you out of the dorm room. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you could kind of sleep a little bit. Yeah. That is what the dorm room was like. Mm-hmm. And I met all of my friends in that dorm hall, but like in the common areas or doing community events. Yeah. But like 
my seniors now, they're going off to college and it's Some like... Some of those dorms are nice. Yeah, they're like, well, we I share a kitchenette. So like me and this one person, what? like we share a bathroom and then a kitchenette connects us to two other people and they share a bathroom. So I'm like, wait, you live in a two bed, two bath with Apartment? a kitchenette? Yes. <laughs> that then feeds into a hallway and someone comes by and cleans your bathroom no. once a week? I'm like, you need to be so miserable with where you're living that you would be rather anywhere else that's what a dorm room's supposed to be that's fair i have some stories uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i went to mines i didn't actually live on campus in a dorm room freshman year because we were i was saving money and or my mom wanted me to save money and so i lived at home and commuted mm. but i had a lot of friends that lived in the dorm room so right. i would like stay with them or hang out in their in their dorm rooms my friend uh, my like closest friend lived in one of the nicer buildings um, at the time, and unfortunately, mines can't afford to hire their own engineers. <laughs> and so, the, the, some of the buildings that end up going up at mines are like, I don't know, not great structurally sure. or architecturally. And this particular building that she lived in was finished really quick because it was so behind schedule and they had people that were supposed to move into it in the fall and okay. it was not done. And so there was like a whole fiasco <laughs> where they didn't have enough dorms for people and they like finished it as quick as they could and finally people got to move into them. But even now you're not allowed to all of the other dorms, except for this building, you're allowed to, you can only command strip stuff to the walls, <laughs> except for this one. They're like, if you command strip stuff to the walls, the drywall will come off. <laughs> You'll take full chunks of the wall with yes, you. Yes, yeah. Just live in a in a white room, like you've been. They're like, use attack, like pierce. Oh, please the, put yeah. things in the wall, because if you try to glue anything to it, it'll come off. It'll come off. I, I love how different our, doll, our dorm experiences mm -hmm. were, or our college experiences were. Um, in the fall of 2011, I'm a freshman in college. Yeah. I have Netflix for the first time. Um, it's a big time. Yes. Well, it's still when Netflix is shipping you CDs because yeah. it's the first time in my entire life that I have my own, own mailbox. Yeah, yeah, I have my own address and mailbox. And so that first semester, I watched... Do you want to take a guess what I watched? Have I told you the story? Mm, I don't think so. Do you want to take one guess what I spent the entire first semester watching? Oh, uh, no. Every musical I was too yep. afraid to watch at my parents' house. Makes sense. When I was in the closet. <laughs> but now I was like, Moulin Rouge, baby! Ewan McGregor. Oh, um, yes. In fact, one of my first little cute little dorm room dates. Mm -hmm. And that's the fun thing, too, about going on a date in the dorms and going back to their dorm room. You're never being swept away by their, like, sense of style. Or, no. You're, like, there have definitely been times I've walked into people's apartments and been like, wow, this is shifting my perception of you. It's also like they're either disgusting or they're right. okay. Especially right for dorms. This one is like, oh, this towel right here next to my face? Oh, that's your towel that you just use to shower all the time? Because okay, there's nothing, cool. anything here? Just right here. Just radiating shower germs onto my face. Romantic. Sweet. Anyways, that's how I first saw the movie The Musical Company. I love that for you. <laughs> one of my other friends lived in the, the trads. We called them the traditional halls. <laughs> okay. So there was like a series of old dorm buildings. And those sure. were like the original dorm buildings. And beyond that, there's at the time that I was there, there were three other dorm buildings. Those, okay. were, those were the nicer ones, like the one my other friend lived in. Um, the trads 
are the cheapest, okay. obviously. They're like the traditional dorm rooms where there's like one bathroom per floor and the entire floor is one gender. Right. Um, and one of my friends lived there. There's also no AC, by the way. Okay. Yeah, so horrifying. It's horrible. Horrible, especially on the men, <laughs> on the male floors. No, 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 no. Oh, because you guys were still split up floor by gender. Theirs was, I think there might have been a couple Even co-ed floors. Even in 2015, floors. wow. All shocking. of the other dorms were not split up that way. It was because mm. they shared a bathroom. Yeah. Everyone shares a bathroom. Uh. But my friend, his roommate that he had never showed up. Okay. And so he just had the entire dorm room to himself. Oh, I love those kind of stories. I know. <laughs> and somehow he ended up getting a third bed. Like there are two beds for like the two people that are supposed to live there. Somehow there was a third bed that maybe came from another room or something like sure. that that he brought in. And he just made this like castle of mattresses <laughs> it was like he bunked one of them so that's where he slept and then the bottom was the two beds pushed together and right. then we would all have movie nights there because there's so, so much space yeah i really love cute. that yeah uh, at nebraska there was like the old dorm building on campus that wasn't like filled with asbestos and needed to get torn down yeah. uh the one that you could still live in but like had some of those like cool old architectural features mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was the honor dorm for mm-hmm. all the kids on full ride scholarships and even if i didn't tell you that you would know something was amiss because you walked through that dorm way more kids were studying than <laughs> in my dorm because all those kids there were living there and attending the university yeah. like close to free in a lot of ways um, and they, they couldn't mess that up yeah. but for us out on the hinterlands <laughs> where the newer builds were we were paying for every second we spent there and we were going to make those seconds count That's super um, it was wonderful one last thing Turns out this is really just about college life. Is what I this, love it. I have another story about law and disorder. I promise. I'm living. Um, but one of the last things I did when I was a senior at the university was I helped change some of our housing policy oh, to make it less gender specific, specific to make yeah. it more inclusive. I want to emphasize this though. Mm-hmm. I very much like helped. I was not the power mm-hmm. horse behind it. I did not drive it. You were it. like there on the committee meetings. Kind of, yeah. a little bit. Basically what got happened was I pushed through like a couple of like statements of support from the university student government, yeah. which of course I was a part of. And that got some like local traction in like the student newspaper and the local news report. That was cool and helpful. Yeah. 98% of the work was done by this woman named Claire, who was the president. There's always a stressed woman behind the scenes. There always is a stressed woman <laughs> behind the scenes and um claire was the president of the residence hall association and was the one that actually like changed the policy or the president of the student association for residence halls and um that spring i was given the chancellor's award for outstanding like contribution to the lgbt community and basically the only thing i said when i accepted it because it came with like money and i was trying to apply for jobs Mm, yeah i was like hey this was kind of you and i'm like grateful for the things that i but Claire had the greatest music video of all time. Like, basically, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm here. I hope we're also recognizing Claire at some point tonight. Mm-hmm. She's the one that changed everything. I but love that. I do hope that it's, you know, slightly more inclusive than it was when I, I won, first started. I don't know if we... I know I've heard that you got that award. I have that one, the Outstanding oh, Student Service Award. <laughs> Never mind. No, I want to hear what you got. What did you What did you win? I got this outstanding student <laughs> award. Uh, Kelsey nominated me. I think we're such nerds. Like, is it any wonder that this exists? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's really funny because I actually got like an award because I won it in 2020. So we didn't get like the full ceremony and oh, acceptance sure. and stuff. And so that got mailed to me. And Edgar, when he graduated the year he graduated, also won that award. And every oh, time nice. he comes over, he's like, "What the hell? Oh, I got a piece of paper." <laughs> <laughs> but he got a ceremony. 
<laughs> but he got a ceremony. Like, yeah. But I cannot wait for Patreon yeah. because of what the perfect. I just it's something fun that's gonna share. We'll but sign up for Patreon. Let's um that wasn't even me trying to tease it. This is no, me trying to like tell you, yeah, remember so that, yeah. I have a moment in the sun thing to tell you about okay. on Patreon. Anyways, second Am I the Asshole story. <laughs> Thirty-five minutes removed from the first one. Hell yeah! Am I the asshole for finally telling my mother-in-law that her mac and cheese tastes terrible? Probably. I really kind of emphasize the disorder part of the law yeah. and disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only read the last paragraph because it's just kind of like that's how you do it. How do we crescendo? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna now read it all. Okay. Okay. My husband, 30 male, and I, 28 female, have been married for two years, together for five, and currently are six months pregnant. Mm. We are very excited and blessed because I've had some complications in getting pregnant. I have a very good relationship with my in-laws, and if any of us ever had a problem, we were able to talk through it. Except for one thing. My mother-in-law has a famous mac and cheese recipe that everyone in her family absolutely loves. Oh. I, however, find it disgusting and have since day one. Oh, no. But I didn't want to come off as rude and ungrateful, so I pulled through it without saying anything. I told my husband about it, and he said that his mother had been working on it for decades, Mm. attempting to perfect this recipe, and she would be deeply offended if anyone told her anything bad about her mac and cheese. So if I was going to say anything, I should find the right moment to tell her. He, for some reason, loves her mac and cheese, so he didn't want me to be the one. He didn't want to be the one to tell her, mm-hmm. which I totally understand because yeah. it's my issue and I have to deal with it. It's been almost two years <gasps> of me pretending, though. Already, girly, you're in so deep. You're in so deep. You're in so. I have a. When you try to say to this, yeah, but I'm already thinking of the offshoots that I need to tell yeah, you about. Yeah, okay. This. So, d- two days ago, I decided to just tell her. It was a family dinner where my husband's parents had invited us over, and of course, his mother was making her so-called famous mac and cheese. I almost threw up at the (gasps) smell, and I couldn't bear the thought of eating it, probably because I'm so pregnant. So at dinner, when when I was offered the mac and cheese, I politely declined and said, no thank you. My mother-in-law looked at me and asked, why? You should eat. It's good for the baby. And I just went right out with it. Oh, no. I'm sorry, but I don't like your mac and cheese. Everything else tastes delicious, but this is the one thing I simply cannot eat anymore. Oh, no. She looked so deeply offended, and she literally snapped. Well, thanks for being honest. <gasps> and it didn't even look or speak to me for the rest of the evening. My husband was on my side and tried to speak to his mother, but all I know is that it didn't work because she has been cold to me ever since. This next section, I'm going to read to you mm-hmm. some of the ingredients oh, of no. this famous mac and cheese. What was wrong with the mac and cheese? Her perfect recipe ended up with this result. Oh, mac and cheese combined with salmon. What? Kimchi. What? Pineapple. Seaweed salad. Collard greens. Onions. And garlic. Why? 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 (laughs) 
it, you're like, as soon as you hear salmon, you're like, oh, sure, like a baked seafood thing. Yeah. And then you hear kimchi, and you're like, okay, I could see how that'd be like a really strong flavor. Spicy salmon? And you went really in on that, like, salmon bowl recipe. And then that wasn't even halfway through the and list. And pineapple comes in, yeah. and you're like, what is this, a Canadian bacon pizza? Like, what is going on here? What? Um... I don't even have a problem with the greens or the onions, but the rest tastes so disgustingly wrong with mac and cheese. However, the reason why I think I might have been an asshole is because, like my husband said, she's been perfecting this recipe for years. Her entire family clearly loves it, and I tell her that her perfected and loved mac and cheese is terrible. So, am I the asshole? Yeah. I think I think it's another thing where it's like unintentionally like kind of a you should have told her from the get go like you dug yourself sure deep sure, into sure, that sure, sure. hole and then you you really ruined it by like kind of snapping at her in front of the whole family while she's trying to serve you something because she cares about you and her future like child right. or grandchild-in-law or whatever. Uh, like there's so many better ways to handle that situation of just like pulling her aside and being like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like I should, I know I should have mentioned this earlier, but like, I, I, I know that your mac and cheese recipe is like your pride and joy. And I know that everyone else loves it. It's just not like for me. <laughs> And like pulling her aside and like doing it like that, kind of placing the blame on yourself. And instead she was like, I can't eat this anymore. anymore. Right, exactly. She could have even played the pregnancy card of being like, I can't, like the smell is really getting to me right now. I'm sorry. I don't think I can do it. And no one would have cared. Right. Pregnant people can get away with so much when it comes to food. The way I would lie so hard. Oh, I would if lie I was so hard. First, I, yeah, you maybe made a mistake, a very understandable a very one. Very understandable. And like yeah. two years ago, you're like, I want to get in with this family. Yeah. I want to show that I'm willing to like bend a little yeah. to kind of match in with everyone. I will eat this. And I'm also trying, I'm trying to envision this mac and cheese. I can't. Because mac and cheese is congealed together. Yeah. It gives itself a hug. Yeah. And there's so many. separated. Right. There's so many wet ingredients in that. I'm like... How what much is flour this? do you need to put? And in I there? want to point out too, I'm I'm pretty open to wild things with I mac, love mac noodles. and cheese. I love any pasta salad. I, I love anything with pasta. Thank it. you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think if I was her in that situation, I would have months ago been like, "I'm so sorry. Pregnancy has really like changed my palate. Right. Yeah. And I just like there's something about it. And I used to love it. It's great. But it's just I. Things are just a little different right now. Yeah. And I just can't have oh, I would, it. Yeah. And then after the baby's done, be like, you know, I think pregnancy kind of permanently changed and my that's what I taste buds some ways. It still smells great and I did love it, but yeah, it's I just, just something about it. I can't do it anymore since yeah. I've been since I've been pregnant. It just makes but me so sad. I, I think know. it maybe it's like the combination of the kimchi salmon and pineapple. I think maybe if you make like a, a small pot of everything else. What if you made all of those ingredients but then separated them and I could kind of find out what was upsetting my stomach? <laughs> Because then you still get mac and, and cheese. And then you just eliminate all of the things. <laughs> and then you get mac and cheese with onions and collard greens, I'm which like, actually sounds pretty good. Collard greens mac and cheese, great. Salmon mac and cheese, great. Honestly, I'm here for like maybe a baked mac and cheese with a little bit of kimchi on top. Mm-hmm. Like that could be fun, like a little vinegar bite yeah. to it, you know? 
seaweed salad. That seems kind of cold and wet. You're going to have to kind of walk me through that one. Can, if yeah. you're baking the pineapple, I could oh, see that. Salad. It kind of feels like each individual ingredient could be like Good. a fun thing. Yeah. If you're at like a mac and cheese buffet. Yeah. But all of it together mm-hmm. sounds like food poisoning to me. It doesn't. And it's really hard to get me to say that doesn't sound good for <laughs> something with cheese and noodles. Like... But is it even cheese and noodles no, anymore? No, it's not. Also, because everyone, everyone knows. What's the secret to a good mac and cheese recipe? A lot of butter. I don't yeah, know. But yeah, but the cheese sauce. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's how you're preparing the cheese mm-hmm. that is the secret yeah. to a good mac mm-hmm, and cheese mm-hmm, sauce. Mm-hmm. I, for instance, uh, at this point, not a, this is going to be so controversial to say. Oh, I know I'm stepping in it. I don't know if I've been convinced on the necessity of a roux. When it comes to mac and cheese, what is a roux? So oh, it's have, a like, sauce. Butter yeah, and butter and flour, flour. and you yeah. kind of really cook it down. Yeah, I understand down in like the south and for Cajun food, that's a basis for a lot of cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert on that. Haven't had enough of it. No opinion there. In the upper Midwest, you don't need a roux to make a good mac and cheese. Truthfully, I <laughs> I've made mac and cheese from scratch a handful of times, and sure. it's been great. Um, Kraft mac and cheese, the spirals. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, I that's get that. You're a simple pepper. girl in that I'm way a lot of times. And like barbecue like sauce, to, if I'm feeling fancy. I, ooh, do you know what I will do sometimes? Mm. Fry sauce. Oh. Yeah. Mac and cheese is good with so many different kinds of sauces. 100%. Yeah. And I also love those kind of mac and cheese. I'm just eating it straight out of the pot. Oh, yeah. I'm not putting that in a bowl. Are you it's kidding? mac and cheese. It's, and it's, it was a $99. Mac Sorry, cheese. 99 cent, cent box of oh, mac and wow, cheese. Could you imagine? $100 mac and cheese. Yeah, 99 could. cent mac and yeah. cheese. <laughs> With like truffle oil. Crab now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kimchi, collard greens, pineapple, Crab mac salad. and cheese sounds pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so this is now also reminding me of something that you kind of tangentially experienced, yeah. but that I was put under a lot of pressure around during the holidays. Mm-hmm. A lot of you, sweet listeners tagged us in crazy Midwest videos of people cooking oysters and like putting oysters in things. Yes, that is like a classic Midwest holiday tradition. I don't know what Betty Crocker cookbook had oysters in it. German like, tradition, whatever it was, put oysters in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's any unifying recipe. Mm. It just seems that unified, there's going to be oysters. Yeah. Uh, uh, growing up for Thanksgiving and Christmas, there was always two different types of stuffing. Mm. I think other parts of the country call it dressing, but mm-hmm. the like baked bread. Yeah. There was the traditional turkey kind, mm-hmm. and then there was the traditional turkey and oysters kind. You look so repulsed. Oh, that sounds horrible. Oh, that sounds so bad. And my, <laughs> I'm going to put him under the bus here. My dad, when he first married into the family, oh, no. dad's kind of a peculiar a little yeah. bit. Not, I mean, not terrible, but not as adventurous. We all know one. Yes. Yes. Um, that dad just, you know, like a little, I think a little thing of like stovetop was made just for him and everyone else. And he even asked for it. I think one of uh, my aunts, his like new sister-in-laws, yeah. kind of quietly made it for him. And then my dad says, almost with pride, every year his little bowl of stuffing got bigger and bigger. Because other people wanted it. As other people wanted it. Yeah. We never shrank down the amount of oyster dressing that was being yeah. prepared. We held the line there. <laughs> so now there's just like a lot of baked bread on the table <laughs> at Thanksgiving. I do love that. Me and my family never like we did some thanksgiving stuff but since it was just me and my parents we never did like the full thing so i don't Mm. think i actually tried stuffing until i probably got to college and went to a friend's giving and i was like this is amazing and they were like 
stuffing? <laughs> they were like stuffing, and I was like, yeah, what the, what's in this? This is so good. And ever since, I love a good stuffing. There was, uh, I owned a box of stovetop stuffing for like five years because it's just stale bread. So it doesn't, it doesn't go bad. Really yeah. ever go, especially the processed yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> And there's always, like, a couple things in, I think, all of our kitchen cabinets yeah. that we've had for, like, way too way long. Way too long. So two and a half years ago, friend of the podcast, Tyler, stayed with me one winter. Oh, no, he found it. No, 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 no. I think I had thrown it away okay. when I moved okay. into the house. Um, but he stayed with me one winter, and when he left to go back to school, he had left a couple of, like, his groceries and stuff. And I had thrown most of it away, but yeah. there was a can of, like... Annie's chili that he had left in the cabinet. And it was just one can, which is essentially invisible. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it a just... year and a half, two years. And then one day, it's, like, kind of cold. I haven't done any groceries shopping recently. I'm, like, going through my cabinet. Yeah. And I pull out this can of Annie's chili. And I turn it around. And I'm like, oh, I guess, yeah, this kind of sounds good. And it's a little cold. <gasps> and so I, I cook it. I check the expiration okay. date. Totally fine expiration okay. date. So you're like, why are you telling us this boring story about a can of chili? Tyler moved back to America four days later. And looked for the no, can no, no, of no. chili. He came back. He came to my house. And he goes, oh, my God, you eat Annie's? And I go... Oh no, actually. That's yours. That's yours. <laughs> and I made it four days ago. I kept it for you basically this entire time. And then it's kind of got a little hangry in between episodes a couple of days ago and wanted some good soup. I will tell you, it was pretty tasty, but chili flakes in it. And Tyler was like, that was funny. I think also a little bit like, I definitely would have taken the can back. back right? Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, well. You left it here. You left it here. And I don't know why I waited until I knew you would see the body to yeah. eat it, but it was delicious. Yeah, oh 100%. God. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do, like, back to, I can't stop thinking about the oysters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. It, like, oysters are fine. Like, I, I'll eat them as, like, an appetizer. I can't imagine them in anything else, honestly. Okay. Um, but... I, th I like just can't do like that kind of seafood anymore. I don't know if I've told you this story when I was, I used to go to Japan every other year with my mom Okay. and we would always stay with her sister in Japan and her sister would always buy like a bunch of food okay. and just like either make it or like leave it for us when like she went to work. And so there was one day, it was the day after we had gone grocery shopping cause I had gone and my mom had left me with my aunt, even though she speaks no English <laughs> and I speak a bare amount of Japanese <laughs> and we were going through the grocery store and my aunt was like, I don't know what to get this person. What is this so American kept, child? Why yeah, she kept eat? like holding stuff up and being like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, eh. <laughs> like thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, and my mom was like somewhere else in the grocery store picking sure. out other things. And she got like a thing of scallops and they like lived in the fridge and we were eating breakfast or lunch one day with like this feast of things my aunt had made that were all delicious. And right. then my mom pulls out the scallops and she was like, do you want one? And I was like, I don't really know. And she just puts it in my mouth. I have never been the same. I can't eat scallops. Wait, like a raw scallop? Mm -hmm. An uncooked, basically frozen scallop? Not frozen. It was okay. like fresh from the grocery store. But she was like, here, child, yeah. here's some raw fish. And it, I mean, we're Japanese. Like, I eat raw fish all the time. Sure. But the scallop, like, I have never been so repulsed by a raw fish before. Everything right. else, I've just, you watch me eat salmon roe. Like, yes. At, after drinking a lot. <laughs> it's a I imagine how giants would eat people is how... <laughs> Maya eats salmon roe. I love you, like, salmon roe. Almost row. hold it above your eyes for a second. You can't like let any of the roe spill. Into your mouth. 
but like scallops to this day, I cannot do even if they're like scallops, beautifully you're not supposed cooked. To eat raw, right? No, oh, you can eat them raw. Really? Mm-hmm. See, when I eat them cooked, I'm like, thank God these are cooked. I love them; they're delicious. I but I could see them being very slimy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does your mom eat them raw? Obviously. Okay. So she ate several and then gave one to me. Oh, she was like, actively eating yes, them raw. Yes. I thought she was preparing to no, prepare no, no, them. No, 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 no. And she was like, "Do you like?" For instance, my mom always let us hilarious prank have a just a little teaspoon of the Hershey's cacao powder because we're like, "Oh, it's Hershey's. And it's That's the chocolate syrup we yeah. have." And my mom's like, "Yep, here you Try go." Try it. And it would like never have it again because we we learned our lesson. Let me just make sure that I'm not hallucinating. <laughs> that it wasn't like a raw. That like people aren't in their cars being like, "You would be dead." Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can eat scallops raw. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because I have a, I have a very, like, this is, I was probably in late elementary school, but I have a distinct memory of feeling it, like, slide down my throat oh. and being like, oh, God. This wasn't good at all. <laughs> yeah, nope. It reminds me a little bit of when my mom would make bratwurst sandwiches for us as kids. Oh. Um, it, so, do you know what bratwurst is? Yeah. Oh, no, hold on. Bratwurst are sausages. Yeah, I was That's like, I not can't the imagine thing I'm talking about. Sandwich. sandwiches. Yeah, you just slice them long way down and you fry them. Those are actually really good. Okay. I was talking about Braunschweiger. Have you ever had Braunschweiger nope. before? You can get it at a lot of grocery stores here still. Yeah. I think there were a lot of Germans that moved to Colorado. It's um, essentially like kind of like a liver patty nope. kind of situation. You say liver, I'm out. Have you ever had a lunch meat that you yourself had to slice at home? So here's how... I would rather die. Here's how... And it might not actually be um, liver, and it also might not be pronounced Braunschweiger. I've only ever heard my immediate family talk yes, about it. Fair. So if I'm wrong, <laughs> go ahead and delete that little Instagram message. Love you to death. Send it to me personally. Don't want to know. <laughs> I'll tell them. Uh, Braunschweiger as a meat is so intensely strong yeah. that you serve it on an open face of bread with butter and to balance out the brine traga, raw white onion. Mm. And then it's like, here you go, a perfect lunch to upset your stomach. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. But every now and then I kind of crave it and I think that's what my mom ate a lot growing up as a kid. So. Yeah, there's some stuff that like, you know how when you're young you don't understand some of the things that your parents eat? Yes. That you're like, that's disgusting and then you're an adult and you're like, no, okay, I get it. I get it. It yeah. makes sense now. All right, <laughs> there's I would. There's a few things. I would, I have and I do. <laughs> yeah. There's a few things that my mom would eat that I was like, that's literally <laughs> atrocious. One of them being natto, which is like fermented beans. Okay. And it's like a very popular like snack basically in America. You buy or sorry, in Japan and you you can buy them at the Asian grocery store here. Like they come in packs and right. they're like served in like these little styrofoam containers and my mom would just like it smelled so bad to me sure. as a kid and now I'm like tempted to try it, but I can't commit. Um, my mom loves what I call baked orchata now because it's like funny. Uh, but my mom called it eggnog rice pudding when we were growing up because she would like a vibe. rice into a baking yeah. dish, eggnog, bake it on high for like ever and a half, comes out, could melt the stove if you put it just directly on the stove. It's like that piping hot. I just need to come home with you, I think, at some point and experience, <laughs> experience this for myself. It's just, it's just so different from how I grew up that I'm like... Listen, listen, my mom brought so many amazing recipes over from Japan. She got so many. Um, she doesn't like cooking. Oh. She's a lot like me. 
So she would translate the recipes into English and then give them to my dad and then get a little mad when he did it wrong. Yeah. Right? No, I, honestly, everyone in my family has kind of always loved cooking. So yeah. it's rice and eggnog and cinnamon. And then you bake it for forever and a half. And she'd, she'd only make it on Christmas Eve. And then after it cooled down, which at that point was always like 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far too late for us to be having sugary treats, but it was Christmas Eve. It's Christmas, and special so treat. You would then get half a container of like Cool Whip and place it on top. And it's still hot. Like you break yeah. through the skin and it's like... <laughs> like <laughs> Smoke everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Like melts the Cool Whip. Um, and so for years it was oh, just eggnog rice pudding. And then, you know, I lived in Denver long enough. I was like, oh, it was horchata. My yeah. mom was making like baked horchata as a dessert. Sounds so good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am ready to announce the theme for next oh, yeah. week's episode. I kept t- meaning to text you and then was just too busy. I've been kind of on the fence about it. And this is me kind of putting maybe the, the cart before the, the horse here just a smidge. Ooh. I have an idea I'm very excited about. Okay. And have not done enough research yet to make sure I can but do a whole okay episode yeah. on it but if not I have kind of like a and then it leads to this thing and isn't that crazy it's <laughs> yeah. so like a backup plan but I have okay. a vision for what I want because um, you said my episode comes out on Valentine's Day yes. right okay so the theme for next week know. And you can help me shorten it okay. but basically the theme is plenty of fish in the sea <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm excited about it is plenty of fish in the sea probably too long right so just plenty mm. of fish yeah, or plenty of fish would be plenty good. of fish or fish in the sea. Let's talk at plenty of fish, and then we can like in, we can refer to it as plenty of fish. Plenty in the of sea fish in the sea. But for the episode yeah. purposes, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Cool. I'm excited about it. Oh fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the fun thing, too, because sometimes we get topics from each other. And we're, and we're like, like, yes! I already have it written. Actually, do you want to record it right now? <laughs> I could talk about it for four hours. Um, and the other times we were like, okay, well, that'll be yeah, a, cool, that'll cool, be cool. a push. <laughs> like, it took, when you texted me all those months ago that we were doing The Happiest Place on Earth, yeah. and I knew I couldn't do Disneyland, yeah. it took me about a day or two. But then when I realized I was going to do Casa Bonita, it was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So I am. I'm excited about it. I'm certainly also nervous about I mean, it, but I'm mostly excited about that it. Seems fair. We have a week, so cool. We should record twice next week. When you say next week, what days do you mean? After this coming weekend. Okay, yeah. that's what I was hoping because I'm gone yeah, for a work trip. Okay. Yeah, I also don't have the capacity to do more than write this speech. I hear that. <laughs> I am Saturday. excited and sad. I won't get a chance to be there. I'm to gonna hear record it. it. Um, and also, I was thinking, since we started recording so early tonight, you can, um, I can read it to you first, and then oh. you can give me advice. Fine. Because I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you enjoyed this, or if you didn't, listen, we certainly laughed. We did. Um, it was good. If you would like to contact us, because you have thoughts on one of the 1,000 probably bad opinions we had today, uh, you can find us at Well I Laughed on both Instagram and Well I Laughed Podcast on TikTok. You can email us. Still just Well I Laughed on TikTok. Isn't it? Yes. I feel like the title is Well I Laughed. Oh, no, you're right. It's just Well I Laughed. You can find us on social <laughs> medias, Instagram and TikTok at Well I Laughed. And YouTube. Um, and YouTube, also by the same name. But Maya monitors those comments because they're meaner. And then There's you can, not that many of them. And then you can uh, email us at WellILaughedPod at gmail.com. And thank you to those who have. We're going to do oh, yeah. probably a listener story episode yes, here soon. And uh, we have a Patreon that has more content that is increasingly unhinged. And uh, we appreciate you guys. And thanks for being here. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)